Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at The Pale Blue Eye. Written and directed by Scott Cooper, The Pale Blue Eye is the mystery thriller film adapted from the 2003 novel of the same name by Louis Bayard. The movie is out now on Netflix, but if you haven't watched The Pale Blue Eye yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. The film stars an ensemble cast led by Christian Bale and Harry Melling. It was released in cinemas in December 2022 before its streaming release on January 6, 2023 by Netflix. Luke, you have the plot. West Point, 1830. In the early hours of a grey winter morning, a cadet is found dead. But after the body arrives at the morgue, tragedy becomes savagery when it's discovered that the young man's heart has been skillfully removed. Fearing irreparable damage to the fledging military academy, its leaders turn to a local detective, Augustus Landor, played by Christian Bale, to solve the murder. Landor enlists the help of one of their own to pursue the case, an eccentric cadet with a disdain for the rigours of the military and a penchant for poetry, a young man named Edgar Allan Poe, played by Harry Melling. I want to start with a positive of this movie because I feel like that's the nice thing for me to do. There is not one fault I can give the performances in this movie. This is a well-acted piece of cinema that we've got here. The performances are good. There is, generally speaking, there's a well-put-together movie. I'll say that. It's got a good cast. It's got a pretty decent, and I think that was one of the appeals when you put this movie forward to me and I was like, yeah, look, it's a good cast. Edgar Allan Poe, what's that all about? There's a, a movie featuring him as a, as a character. Okay, interesting, interesting. Good cast, Christian Bale. That guy, the cousin from Harry Potter, awesome. All right, I'm on board. And look, the performance is delivered. Not much. I mean, that was all very telling on where the rest of this <laughs> review is going to go for you. No, uh, it okay. wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain. I recall you being the one that suggested this for us to review. But think, anyway, anyway, so. that's how that that's how I remember <laughs> it. You were hard work getting you to watch this film to finish this film, and it I got to the work. point. It the got to the point, and I I said to you, honestly, we can just leave it. We will pick something else to review. I mean, I'm glad that you persevered and you finished the film and here we are ready to talk about it. I think you've maybe said all the nice things that you have to say about this film already, but we will see. But I I found it appealing, like you, Edgar Allan Poe. He's a character in in this story. It's interesting. And, you know, Christian Bale, one time... Batman, and we've had not just not just in comic books, but in animated movies as well. Elseworld tales. I remember not too long ago we reviewed Batman Gotham by Gaslight, the Jack the Ripper story told through the prism of Batman. So as I'm watching this, it almost played like an Elseworld story. It's Bruce Wayne, it's Edgar Allan Poe. I mean, that's not what's going on, of course. 
I, I feel like you were doing something else in your brain to make this <laughs> maybe, maybe. But at times, that's where my mind went. Honestly, the the sure. Mellon guy playing Edgar Allan Poe, like he's got such an interesting look. And I have seen those Potter films. He's not in, he's not in it a lot, is he? Potter films. <laughs> nah, I've seen really them. Played. I've seen those films. But he's the the cousin. He's overweight. He's always eating. Is he always eating? I don't know. But he, anyway, but he's he's not very nice. Spoil and the Harry, <laughs> yeah. and he has changed. He has changed. You're right about the performances in this film. Well, actually, actually, for the most part, you are right about the performances in this film. I want to zero in on someone in particular, Gillian Anderson. What is going on? Did you get Spitting Image in Australia? Did you, or do you know what that show is? I, I, I it sounds familiar, but no, I, I don't know. It was a comedy satire show in the UK with puppets. And as I was watching this, Gillian Anderson, she was, like she was reminding me of the Margaret Thatcher puppet from and the voice as well ah oh, man it was it was almost comical it was almost comical that's, that's quite harsh all right wow hey right. i don't <laughs> i can't be it was her. i mean i knew she was in it but i can't be the only person yeah. that thinks that like everybody else you're right i mean bale he doesn't half-arse anything and we're not getting that from him here like he's giving it is all like we're getting a really strong dramatic performance by him. I mean, everybody, um, Toby Jones playing the doctor, the husband of uh, Anderson's character, and everybody's doing putting in such a strong performance. And it's clearly intentional what she was going for, and they didn't ask her to do another take, so it must have been what the director wanted. But it, it's it sounds like she's doing it's like I don't know, it, it sounded like something out of spitting well, image. Really- when you when you have got characters in a period like in a certain period there's there's accents that they're using dialogue um and to be honest like again it's it sounded all very authentic for the time and, and how people would be conversing and stuff and obviously there is a bit of a mix of of people from different backgrounds just because of the environment that they're in obviously like this military base thing and there's people from all over the place so you do get a bit of a mix but i mean to me it's actually there were times where it almost felt like I was watching almost like a like a stage play in a way like j- just the type of performance because they were like big large it felt like it did feel like I was watching performances but just like good ones yeah and that includes Jeremy Anderson yeah I mean, no I I, okay. okay. You know, I, I was giving you the benefit of the doubt, and I'm thinking, do you know what? Because you, you made a good point there with the setting of this film and um, and the period that this film takes place in. It's a very male dominant dominated cast, and they are doing a certain thing. Whereas maybe she's just doing that same thing, but a bit differently. And because she's one of the few females in this film. I, I I can't justify it. She's she sounds like a cartoon character. <laughs> but look, if, I mean, if we just focus mainly on the on the main two, I mean, there's a 
there's obviously a supporting cast here. There's and there's mainly like the Marquis family with like the the daughter and the son and the mischief that they get up to. That sounded a lot more sus if you didn't watch the movie. But like just the thing, their involvement in sort of everything that's going on. There's that family, but mainly at the front is we've got Christian Bale and and Harry Melling them pairing up to solve this mystery. And look, Christian Bale is playing what I found to be a, quite an interesting character, you know, like there's like the alcoholism, there's all that, like, I'm just like, he, you know, like he's here and he's like, he's our, you know, detective character look like looking for, for clues to solve this mystery. And then you throw in Edgar Allan Poe for some reason, which I haven't really grasped, but he's, I mean, he's there and what he's doing is so different to Christian Bale that it's like it's that odd couple kind of pairing, but just in a completely different kind of environment and setting to where we would normally see, you know, uh, murder mystery films of, <laughs> in recent days, you know, like, and look, to be honest, for me, like, just watching this movie, I'm like, this isn't the type of film that it is really my thing. Like I'm all for a murder mystery, but I think where I struggled was, and not, not just it being a period piece of such, but it just wasn't a murder that was that gripping. It was sort of like, okay, this guy's, this guy's dead. It's a bit unusual. The heart's been taken out. What's that all about? But just as they were going through the steps of talking to people, trying to find the next clue, trying to find leads and stuff, I was, there just wasn't anything interesting about how they were doing it or what they were doing besides the characters themselves and like them having a sort of backstory and, and who is this Edgar Allan Poe and why is, why is he like, why does he know so much? Why is he involved? And to be fair, I was suspicious of him. So when later on where there was a bit of a potential twist there, but didn't eventuate, I was like, the hell. And then I didn't know where this movie was going after that. I mean, I, I just, did. Look, I, know, I just struggled with the engagement. Yeah, just, I did crap. look into because you're questioning questioning Poe's involvement, like real person. You know, it was a real person who mm. was a poet, and I don't think it was necessarily the time frame of this movie, but he did serve at the academy. That same academy that's in the film. Yeah, because this was like based on like he was inspired by something or he did assist in some sort of yeah so that's murder. where not, that's not where, murder but like no, no, no. But, that's, but that's where it stems <laughs> from though like he did serve at the academy yeah. and and i guess the story's just grown from there you know in the film edgar promises to honor landor by including him in a future story and it was poe's final short story entitled landor's cottage there you go. It's spoken about in the film. So it just makes it feel a bit more real, doesn't it? With the gritty murders, it was reminding me of From Hell. You know, the Johnny Depp film, Jack the Ripper, uh, just how brutal the murders were. But knowing this was a whodunit and knowing that you were struggling to get through this movie and you were messaging me and I was thinking, it's a whodunit and you don't know who done it. <laughs> like, just hang on. <laughs> like, they could really win you over but when you, you know find what? out. What's really going on? The best, the best, and most enjoyable whodunits are when you, get, at least when you get to the reveal, a twist, or whatever. We'll, we'll stick with the reveal first. 
that like it's like everything makes sense and you're like of course and it's like the clues are right there the movie was telling me this whole time oh my god in this it was sort of like okay this is what's happened and it's like all oh, right based on what exactly like there's unless i've completely missed something there's nothing in this movie that actually leads us to this it's just these characters talking to a bunch of people and then we get to the point where it's all kind of revealed and that's it and then it's like the the mystery is done solved all right cool but then then there's that big twist with christian bale's character well that's it yeah that again feels like comes out of nowhere well because you're told you're like okay it's not you can't trace it back yeah you can't trace yeah i agree with you you can't trace it back oh how did i miss that no you well you didn't i mean we keep going back to his daughter initially it sounds like she ran away but she didn't she took her own life and it was because of what happened with someone from that base and then he goes to get revenge and even when you know, like Poe is, is talking to what is his name? Lander. Is it Lander? Yeah, Lander. <laughs> when he eventually confronts him and is like, I now have new information, he literally says, I only came across this information by chance by talking to this person at this blah blah blah. It's not even like he discovered it by using his skills. He literally just accidentally spoke. And this is from his mouth. He says, I happened like by chance I spoke to this person and she told me that this is the events that transpired with your daughter, that she was raped by yep. these boys and, and all that kind of stuff. And that's where the family comes in and it's yeah, it's all Yeah. So, so there's further answers to the mystery. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, look, it's all interesting, but I'm just like, there's just no nothing backing it up. Yeah, it's I know, just... I know. It's you're not yeah. You're just told, and 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 that's it. You just told what actually happens. But you're right for the most part. Really good performances. Period piece. It looks great. It looks authentic. It's a well made. It, it does thing. It's hey, it's just a, not entertaining. <laughs> it's a very good looking Netflix film. And you mentioned it got a limited okay, theatrical yeah, release. Mm. Very good for that reason. I'm like... <laughs> Very good looking yeah. But no, seriously, watching this movie, like, I mean, it honestly is is such a slow burn. It's like I was literally waiting for something to burn. <laughs> like, it's a slow burn. And then we got to that fire and I'm like, all right, all right, things are heating up and that'll be the end of my fire puns there. But <laughs> you know what? Let's Let's actually talk something positive and it's going back to the actors. One in particular, we've not mentioned it. Robert Duvall, he's been gone for a while. I mean, maybe what was the last thing he did? Was it The Judge with Robert Downey Jr.? I feel like it's been a few years since we've seen him and we get him here as Jean Pepe. When when did he play Santa? (laughs) What movie was that one? What? Robert Duvall? Didn't he play Santa in something? I I think you made that up. (laughs) I think you made that up. Anyway, try try and stay on point. He's definitely, he's been away for a while and he spends the majority of his performance sat down, but that's okay because he's Robert Duvall and he's great. He's really good in this. I mean, he's, you know, the character that's saying, and then this happened and then that happened. And then you need to do this. You just get all the information, but he does it so well. Did he really play Santa? Are you looking that up? 
I'm looking it up, but I'm not. You are looking. I knew you were looking it up. It was in Four Christmases, apparently. That's about it. Oh, (laughs) yeah, it was. Yeah, he played um, Vince Vaughn's dad. That's right. Sure. But no, maybe I'm confusing him with that's a that's a Christmas film. That's kind of okay, but gets no love. Anyway, (laughs) The Pale Blue Eye. You know the film that we're currently reviewing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, to twist, reveal, you find out it's Pale. He did it. It was Landor. Wanted revenge. Um, Yeah, that's that's it, really. Look, on, yeah. paper, the, on, on paper, the beats of the story, when things are just kind of like, I'm like, okay, cool, there's something here. It's just as it's executed, again, slow burn, the actual solving of the mystery, like that kind of journey, very empty for me, just very, it was a struggle. Then executing the reveal and then the twist, just I just felt it just felt unearned because I'm just like I'm just being told information now. I you know might what? as well have just read the plot outline on Wikipedia. <laughs> I feel like we need to stop beating around the bush, <laughs> put it as its misery, and actually rate this film. Okay, well, you go first then. You rate this out of five. What are you giving the pale blue eye? I said to you, didn't I? This film has been on my radar for a while. And press play, like, great, yep, let's get this done, let's watch it, I'm interested, looks great, good cast, Bale in the lead. Yeah, I realised very quickly it was going to be an okay film, and that's pretty much where where it stayed. I wasn't necessarily, I, was, I didn't have the same experience you had, like, I wasn't bored by it. Like I was interested in where it was going, but when it was all said and done, I mean, it's not a film that I think I want to go back to. And I thought it was okay. It was fine. Like nothing, nothing special. There were some interesting things in there, but yeah, it's a low score from me. And I was trying not to show my hand with you because I'm like, are we going to review it? Are we not going to review it? Um, I, yeah, I'm going to, I don't want to be too harsh on it because he does have things going for it, but I can't come in at a three. I can't come in at a recommend. I'm going to come in at a 2.5 out of five. I'm I'm generally surprised and purely because I think you've kept this from me because it kind of implied that you were, you know, quite into this movie and you had a good I don't time. like um, to show my hand. <laughs> fair enough. And I couldn't keep it to myself. I needed to share my pain with you as I was as I was living through it. A long movie as well, like over two hours. Bloody hell. Um, Only by a margin, maybe two hours ten. <laughs> it's something like that. Uh, I think it was exactly what it is. Um now look, yeah, look, I this movie is just not for me. I mean, that's just what it is it could have been it could have been done better again it's well made production wise and the performances are the winning the winning thing here and for that i will give this movie a very very generous two out of five for that and that's been super generous but like overall as a as an enjoyable entertaining uh well spent two hours and ten minutes of my life like no like it just wasn't didn't work for me, but 
again, I can't go by the um, you know, the the costuming, the set designs, the again, the performance is just just pretty bang on. Like I know you had issues with poor old Jilly in there, but you know who I like. <laughs> like I like uh, Jillian Anderson. I didn't even recognize her until I think like <laughs> <laughs> we got to the fire and I'm like, oh, it was different lighting. The movie no longer was blue. <laughs> I knew she was in it. I knew it was her all along. I'm curious if anyone else had a similar experience to me or like you thought she was good, <laughs> thought she was giving a good performance. Uh, look, I'm not writing home about it, but, you know, I just, she was fine. <laughs> you know, look, there is, um, there is a, lot of, a lot of English people in this film. I mean, it takes place in the US, but there does seem to be a lot of English people and quite a few of them who actually appeared in the Harry Potter franchise. Timothy Spall, we've mentioned Harry Melling, Toby Jones, he was in there. So there's a few well, pretty much everyone, actors. everyone who's English was in Harry Potter, I think, except for like Hugh Grant. So that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Most uh, <laughs> most people most people were, nah, but Gillian Anderson is american but at some she point she started sounding british for some reason and Did she moved she must have moved there must or something have, or yeah been. she she yeah. i think she's one of those people where she moves somewhere for a week and then picks up the accent maybe maybe that's what's going on those people are influential all right cool as in easily influenced all right i've got some trivia to um sign us out and it's not jillian anderson related um, it is Edgar Allan Poe related because I feel like it's very fitting. This movie contains many allusions to other works by Poe, um, some more subtle than others. Obviously, there is the constant raven presence. And if you watch that one Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, you'll be very familiar with <laughs> the raven. <laughs> um, and his quoting of Lenore, like that's, look, to be honest, The Simpsons is my only exposure to Ed- Edgar Allan Poe. Let's just. That's why I laughed because I just realized that's exactly <laughs> what it is for you. <laughs> That's exactly it. Um, his quoting of Lenorme is um, direct as well. The collapse of the house towards the end of the movie references the fall of the house of Usher and the use of the cipher in Fry's diary connects to the gold bug. Others have made mention of the title um, as referencing the telltale heart also familiar through the simpsons um, the tragic <laughs> loss of women throughout the echo uh, throughout is echoed in many of poe's poems too such as annabelle lee and of course you mentioned the uh the connection to landor or the uh the story dedicated to him at the end or dedicated about him whatever Detroit landor's cottage yeah that's the one that's the one <laughs> well done all right uh that's it that's it for our review of the pale blue eye please go subscribe and download this podcast on soundcloud and apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review it helps listeners just like you find the podcast we are on social media you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram as that film stew podcast and we also have our companion shows rewind and review and sounds like comics which each have their own facebook pages If you missed it, we recently reviewed 2022. That's right. Our year in review 2022 episode is out now. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from That Film 2. See you soon.